BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. Full disclosure, I am fucked up this morning. Nothing seems to be working, but we are going to push through. This is a true episode of BizQuick today. We have Alundis Havens on. He is, I should say I have, but you all get to listen to and learn about Alundis. He's the founder and CEO of Alpha Influence Media. He's the podcast host of The Winner's Paradigm, or as I like to say, The Winner's Paradigm, where he's had some killer guests. You should really check it out. He just published episode 54 with Tony Watley. I was episode 50. Personally, I think episode 50 was better, but he's pushing episode 54 hard because, well, let's face it, Tony's pretty amazing. Most importantly, he's a husband and a father, and he is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran. Alundis, thank you so much for joining me today on this, what can only be described as a fucked up Saturday. (laughs) Hey, the day's just starting, Julie, so we're all good. <laughs> well, it's just starting for you. You're on the West Coast. I'm three hours in. And for our listeners, totally, it doesn't matter. I can't hear anything out of my right ear. First, I thought it was my ear. Then I switched my ear earphones around so that they were playing in the opposite ears. And I realized it's not my ears, it's my earphones. So then I switched the earphones to a different pair of, ear, of a headphones. And that didn't change anything. And then I rebooted my laptop. And then I even changed channels that I'm using on the Rodecaster. And nothing has worked. So clearly it's something with the Rodecaster. I don't know what it is. I'll have to figure it out. But for right now, we have what we have. <laughs> so we're just going to roll with it. So if I'm yelling today... That's why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I am so sorry. So, Alundis, welcome to the show. Why don't you take a couple of seconds to tell our listeners the top three things that they most need to know about you? So, top three things, and it applies to business 100%. I'm resourceful. So, when I was younger, I lived in a situation with my parents where it was one side was the money house where my dad's a hustler and made his money there. Don't get me wrong. Now he has a business finally, but it took 30 years for him to be able to come to that and say, hey, I need to start a business because I kept just talking in in his ear. Hey, man, you're never going to make anything selling something for somebody. You need to start your own thing. So for me, it was always being resourceful, figuring out, hey, how do I do it? Back then, it was gaining money from people so I can go buy Cheetos and keep (laughs) myself fed. And then it was like getting in the military was the same deal. We used to have watch during the night. So I figured out a way to be able to build a system and uh, charge people to stand a post for me. So charge two to four in the morning when we know it's snowing outside and I'm going to charge a hundred bucks for that. And then I'm going to pay the dude 50 bucks. I take the other 50. So it was learning how to be resourceful, figuring out the money aspect there. Number two, my podcast is all about recalibrating your mindset. So that's my dig was talking about those things, especially Mm -hmm. with you because you have the business experience, all those things. How do you think here? What are things that are going to push us in life and in business. So it's not that we're just gaining in one area. And then three, I just love talking with people, jamming on that personal level. Cause I feel like that's something when you're in alignment or in our case, when we met each other, so much easier to talk and have those conversations when it's like you mutually are doing similar things or understand each other on those levels. Yeah, I agree. I always tell people that the network connections that you can make on the internet, they're amazing. You meet all these people 
and at the event where you and I actually met in person is actually the first time I met Callie Keen in person. I've known Callie for a few years now, and I consider Callie to be one of my closest allies. And I refer business to him. He refers it back. He's my go-to for when I can't figure something out. But I always say it is a lot harder to be an asshole to someone once you meet them in person on the internet is filled with bullies and when you have the opportunity to actually connect with somebody and you really sit down and learn about them it's a lot harder to dislike them and so building a network meeting people is amazing and you have a great network you really do you've set yourself up very well so you are partnered with Zach Babcock. And what's that relationship been like for you? And how did you meet Zach? When I was getting out of the military about two years ago, I commented on his Facebook group and I was like, hey man, I just want to say your story is inspirational. You got out of prison. I'm getting out of the military. I was like, bro, right now it fucking sucks because I was 19, 20 years old. I was my own boss in the Marine Corps. I ran an operations and training division. So 13 aircraft and I have to do all the aviator flight data for it and making sure that all the hours are calculated for the aircraft, but for our guys to be able to fly. So it was working with the pilots. That's the people I clicked with because they were always educating themselves and they knew how to read maps. So it was like learning those things that I didn't. So first it was that when I'm telling them, Hey man, like I was my own boss. And then now I'm trying to get a job and they're like, Oh, we can put you in an entry level sales position. And I'm like, bro, I feel like I'm not shit. It was really going through these phases. I joined his monthly group call. And at that time in April, I was working for a company, helping other vets with their VA claims. And my, my nanny moved to Minnesota. So she moves to Minnesota. I'm holding the baby in one arm. I'm making sales calls in the other and then working 60 to 80 hours, making my bonus. But I gave a corrective action plan to the company and I said, Hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm your number one sales rep. This is how we're going to get through this little hurdle in my life right now. Problem was I was capped out at my commissions and everything. I can't afford to be here. They offered a promotion, but no way in hell I'm working hundred hours for them. I turned that down because they're like, Oh, if you work a hundred hours, you can. And I'm like, Bro, there's not even that much time in a week to do that and still be with my family. Went back to the group to Zach and just told him that day. And I was like, man, I'm really pissed off with life. I said, I may have to quit my podcast. And it was something that I thought about when I was like, I don't want to do because I really love my podcast. And that's my other kid because mm-hmm. I take so much time into it. When I built myself and built this incredible network, it was where he was like, hey, I see a lot of potential in you. We can partner from there. After that, it was really a surreal ex- experience with him because that was my mentor that I listened to forever. And then it's like his event, for instance, like me and him were kicking out of his house, just me and him and me, him, Callie, and we start recording a podcast episode. And it was just unreal to me because it was like, man, I used to listen to this dude all the time. We jam on that personal level. We're very similar as people and the way our vibes are, the way we interact. It was cool finally being like, yo, I went through all these hurdles. I went through not being seen in life, not being seen in business because that was tough where I was my own boss, but those skills translate a little bit. And then at the same time, it's like, um, you have to be able to put that on paper. So in my case, getting in front of the right people, being in touch with them, being in touch with Zach was like, all right, I realized that I do have more power than I actually uh, thought I did. Yeah, I truly believe that making that commitment is powerful and the universe responds to that. It will rise up to meet you. It responds very positively to help you complete the things that you're trying to complete to achieve the results you want because you've made the commitment to do those things. In my opinion, the universe does not fuck around. But I also think what's really important, I like to call it borrowed courage, is that sometimes we don't believe 
enough in ourselves. We're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. It's scary. It's really scary to make the commitment to step out on that fear or on that ledge. You think of somebody who is a rock climber and when there's nothing behind them, there's nothing underneath them and a fall will mean certain death. Now, listen, failing a business rarely means certain death, but it's a fear. Like you've got nothing protecting you. And so you're going out on your own and you really have to believe in yourselves. And sometimes it's hard to do that. So having borrowed courage from someone else, having Zach believe in you, having Callie see something in you, having people that you really admire, look back and say, Hey, you've got it. I want to help you get there. That's a total game changer, right? A hundred percent. And in, to add perspective, the first time I interviewed Callie, well, only time, but I interviewed Callie, my second or third guest, and that shit was rough. Callie is a fucking genius. And I'm <laughs> listening to this man speak, and I'm like, bro, I have no questions to ask anymore. I'm super OCD as well, so good thing is podcasting broke me out of that shit. But I had my questions to ask Callie, and then Callie just goes so in-depth with everything. I'm sitting there, and I'm just mind-boggled. I'm like, bro, what the fuck am I listening to? Callie's a genius. I'm going to jack shit about business like I thought I did. Over here talking systems, and Callie's just like, oh, yeah, doing this and selling this product. And, oh, we sold fidget spinners and 130000 pre-sale. And I'm like, bro, how the fuck did you do that? Like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out my shit. So it was great perspective because yeah. I started learning a lot more. Hey, brother, what books hit you up? Julie, what books can I be able to read? And then slowly over time, started learning more. I'm not at your guys' level, but I can definitely be in a conversation, be in the same room with you guys. For instance, me, Zach, Callie, Tim, we're going over our business plan and we're talking about that. Callie's like our consultant per se. He's not sure. part of the business, but he's very much is a big staple of it. And we're going through Callie's like, nope, that's not going to work. This is going to work. And it was funny the way those two interact, like they're so on the go, but they're flexible. They don't put mm-hmm. any emotion towards the decisions that they make. They say, hey, this is what's best for the business. So it was awesome because we're sitting there and I'm smiling. And they're like, why are you smiling? And I'm like, because I'm finally at the table with you guys and I understand what we're talking about. You, you don't know how big it was to me where I was like, yeah, I understood every single aspect of what we were saying. Ask better questions. Hey, this. And it was like, Kelly's like, yeah, but what we're doing is going to be a little more advanced. Okay, well, now I know where we're standing. So I know what you want specifically. Yeah. And I can be able to deliver that to you. So it was awesome putting the time in because when we had that conversation, it went quick. It's like 10 minutes, we built this whole business plan again. We figured out what we were going to do. We had to change the offer a little bit from that, but it really was sticking to that main premise of what we did. And it went with the education factor. It's, it's funny. Callie is like this super networker and literally Callie single-handedly is probably responsible over time for about 50% of the total revenue that's come into SP Pace because he just, he refers people to us a lot. But he, not only is he a super networker, he's what I would just easily call a helper. And he is the person who taught me. And this is a really fine balance for somebody who is a, a coach. As a consultant, it makes sense. As a coach, it's really where's the line type of a thing. Callie has this, Callie's the person who taught me that information is free. You can learn anywhere. You can get information on a podcast. You could go to Google. So charging people for generalized information, how to like, here's the three things you can do to improve your marketing strategy, whatever it is, right? Three ways to build a team of high performers, whatever the lists of things you can tell show people or demonstrate to people is truly endless and I see a lot of people who I'm sure you've seen these posts on social media over the last couple of months that say yes you can pick my brain after you pay that invoice 
And that just, honestly, it grates on me because I, first off, respectable that you're like, I won't even offer to help you unless you pay me first. My time is that important. My knowledge is that fucking strong. I, I, kudos to everybody who has that ability. But I also think there are a lot of people, and maybe this is part of climbing the rungs on the ladder. There are a lot of people who don't have the ability to pay for information right now. They're not that far along. There was a year and a half where we couldn't have paid for information. I couldn't have paid for information. And without people like Callie in my life, I would the business probably would have been sunk. So I always look at it as kind of, it's first off, it's my privilege to be able to, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I need some help, it is my privilege to be able to help them. And I want to see as many people win as possible, especially in the entrepreneur and small business space, because I just think the government has just been shoving it up our asses for over two years now. And so I really want to see people win. And if I can play a small part in helping them win, I'm going to do that. And I truly believe that somewhere else, the universe is going to reward that. And a lot of that belief system and that mentality comes from spending time with Callie. I can 100% agree. Callie's always sending things to me. It's funny, we came up with a media company and we're figuring out different offers. And then Callie's sending me, hey, this is a pitch I got from somebody. This is an offer I got from somebody. This is what we're doing. This is how we can revamp our shit to get better. So I'm like, all right, it's cool. So I love that you mentioned that. I find it funny. Uh, I was listening to the Michelle Fuller episode last night and you guys were talking about that. But it was funny because there's an entrepreneur we know really well. I interviewed him and he posted a funny picture like that one day. Mm -hmm. He's talking about that. You can pick my brain. And it was one where you can read the post and be like, all right, dude, you're being a dick. But that's his personality because he's funny. He's very funny. If you message the guy, he's cool about it. He'll Mm -hmm. give you the answer. So that's what was funny about that post one day. It was like, it was kind of misleading with him as he put that, had the mug. And then I messaged him. I was like, hey, brother, I have a question. He's like, what do you need? And it was just like different because we built that relationship. But I 100% agree. Definitely that. And I feel like a lot of the people we work with, even you, myself, like we do so much that, yeah, you may message somebody, they may not get to you. You get to me ASAP. So that's what I love about you. But Zach, for instance, that's my partner, but he's so dialed in on what he's doing that you're not going to reach him. So I'm like, Hey brother, I have a question on this. And then he reaches me back eventually. So it's one yeah. of those where it's like, sometimes it does take time. That's why I'll ask you, I'll ask Callie, I'll ask Zach. So I have all this input from all these different ways of like how I can be able to maneuver through it. And I feel like that's where, when you get that free advice, when you get it, that's where you start building that momentum. Cause I got these people that I can count on that are there for me. Cause I know definitely for me, it was like spinning wheels or figuring out what I'm going to do. Marketing was a big deal. Lead yeah. gen, I don't know, Jack. So it was asking him, Hey, what do I do here? Callie, how do I do these reels that I'm learning? And Callie's like, Oh, you can do this. And I'm like, Oh, I started working on Adobe Premiere and it's mind boggling. It's a headache. And he's like, Oh, here's the user guide. And I'm like, how do you have all this knowledge? It's crazy, right? Just, yeah. it's not even five seconds and he just drops the link to me. He's like, here, check this shit out. And I'm like, yep. all right, cool. It's crazy. <laughs> and that's why when you had reached out to me about Reels and I pointed you to Francis and Stacy, and I was like, here, these two okay. can help you. The reality is this. If you have questions on Reels and it takes Stacy or Francis 30 minutes of their time to help you, you've got the knowledge, but it also becomes an opportunity for them because now they know, well, if Alondas has those questions, 
there's probably other people that do. So now we've got an opportunity to create some content around that helps other people and to put that out into the public domain on social media for people to see and other people to learn from. So benefit for us because one, we're helping people and that's part of our core values. Two, it's an opportunity to create content. And three, it's an opportunity to help more people. So it's really this win-win all around when you look at it from that perspective. And I know a lot of people who won't help. They won't answer questions. Their information or experience is sacred and they're not willing to tap into it unless you're willing to tap into your wallet, which is just mind-boggling to me. I love that you say that because I feel like that does represent it well. And I was just thinking about that point right now to where, yeah, it is cool that we have each other for that and to be able to go to those things. They help me out tremendously. And then at the same time, like you helped me evolve as a leader because you have multiple different podcasts. And that's how it was with my brand. I finally was diving into it with entrepreneurs like Tony Watley, yourself. We didn't even talk about business. We talked about mindset and relationships and focusing on things and how to get better in life and how to be able to build that fundamental foundation for yourself so you can be able to have that thriving business that's dominating. So it was cool doing that. And then I was like, no, I got to be like Julie and have a second podcast where we talk about business because now we're talking about diving into this. I want to be able to have that floor too. Again, meeting so many people where it's like, yeah, I'm going to have two podcasts now. So that's the next move. Why? We're a high ticket service. I want to be able to give it to people for free and be like, hey, use these apps. These apps can be able to be killer for you on getting you that. I'll link it in the description. And then two, even building the rails. Like, hey, here's the thing. So I already know ahead of time now doing that, I've got questions on it and I'm doing basic things. I use Descript that Callie told me to use, which is funny. So Callie told me to use that. I start messing with it. I make better videos. People are hitting me up. Hey man, how are you making these videos? So I was just like, that's a, a way I can teach for free and yeah. then be able to have the high ticket and follow them back there and be like, hey, if you want me to do it for you, I absolutely can. Sometimes the single best thing that we can do is to do something simply in service of others. Absolutely. Helping someone else win, it helps us usually more than it helps them. I want to talk a little bit more about commitment. So you and I both entrepreneurs, you help podcasters, I help entrepreneurs and you're helping them to advance what they're doing. And one of the things that becomes a struggle point on occasion is working with someone who doesn't have the full commitment. To me, it's the worst kind of client. I'll take an entrepreneur who doesn't know anything about being an entrepreneur, but is hungry and really wants to be successful over the know-it-all guy who's lazy and can't get anything done any day of the week, twice on Sundays. So how do you judge, I hate the word judge, but I'm going to use it. How do you judge or evaluate commitment in your clients? That's something I'm glad you asked this because I've been fucking fired up about this lately <laughs> and I'm probably going to create some enemies just off the way I'm thinking. I'm just pissed. Yeah. The reason why is I jumped on multiple calls and I won't work with those people. I just won't waste my time and energy towards it. I got a family. I take care of my daughter while I run my business and podcasts. I am intentional with what I'm doing. And for instance, I jumped on a call. This motherfucker was like, I'm better than you. I'm better than Zach. I was like, we're not working together, bro. It's not it. I understand you think that's where your brand is and that. He tried to talk bad about my team. And in my head, like that's where the hood in me came out. I'm like, I want to slap the hell out of this yeah, dude. Don't talk shit about my team, man. Anybody yeah. talks bad about Francis <laughs> or Stacy, I will murder a motherfucker over that. That was me. He said, I think he was just jealous of Zach. Zach's flew all over. He's interviewed the biggest guest. And 
the guy was just trying to say that Zach does that for notoriety. And I go, okay, I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, like he's asking them these, he's built that relationship. One of the gurus that's cool as hell is one of his best friends. So I'm like, you can't say those things, but name names. Who's the best? Sean Whelan and Zach are tight. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So it was cool knowing that and and kind of seeing who he interacts with in that. So I got to be able to talk to him on that personal level. And I'm like, Hey brother, that, and he's like, Oh yeah, I just text Sean the other day. Me and him talk a little bit. And it was cool. Like, him knowing that, but when this guy was coming off, I was like, bro, you don't know. You never took the time to be able to know somebody on that with basically the way I'll figure it out is I just ask those questions or not even ask. Sometimes I just let them talk. So in his case, dude was a bullshitter and he was trying to say that he makes 400K. I'm like, okay, cool. You make 400K. Like what the hell does that matter to me that you make that much money? Cool. You qualify to to work with me, but it doesn't mean anything. And then he kept trying to say that my friends make 200,000 off the seminar. I'm like, okay, do you make 200,000 off the seminar? Well, I haven't had it. And then we started asking him like, Hey man, how long are you working in your business? What does that kind of look like right now? I want to make sure we're fit for each other. Actually, I work to 11 PM every day. I'm not seeing my family. I'm not being a dad. I can be a guru called me fat and now I'm upset about it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, well, what are you doing to work on that? Have you been working out a little bit? Like, what is it as an entrepreneur? I know exactly how it is. I get up at 3 a.m. to go to the gym. You can't tell me that as well as I have a bunch of injuries from the military. So I'm like, I really dial in on what I'm doing. And it came in his case that he puts no time and effort towards that. So the conversation gravitated. It's different that if you're working on those things and you're like, man, I've been hustling, trying to fix this area of my life. But in his case, he wasn't. And that's what I found with other clients was when you start asking those things, Zach says all the time, mind, body, spirit, relationships, finances. That's when something that gathers it for me when I'm having Mm -hmm. these conversations with clients is like, where are you at on your journey? And then if we're not a good fit, cool, I can refer you to this and that. I've had some clients where we were going to get connected with them and then they just weren't a fit yet or they were at that point, but that's not what they were looking for. In this case, the guy didn't want to do the work. So he's like, I'm going to build it organically. I don't need you guys. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you how to do it organically. You want to know how your podcast can blow up? Go on three to five podcasts a week for a year. Oh, I don't have the time to do that. Well, then that's your problem. You know what I mean? You can't put the work in, so you're not going to get that. So he reversed it. And luckily I was able to tell him kind of like an athlete, you got to be able to work in, put those reps in so you can be good game day. Yeah. And I was like, that's your podcast. And, I'm, and he's like, what? And I'm like, bro, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I did 36 podcasts in six days. Like I'm all in on this shit. I do it all day long. You cannot tell me that you don't have the time or that. I wake up at 3 a.m. to go to the gym. Don't fucking lie to me. Don't tell me that. So that's where you're able to get that with that client on that level. And we have another client that we just brought on and dude's amazing because it's one of those where we don't get pushback. I'm like, hey man, I got you this podcast. I got you this. I told him five podcasts. I got him 12 already because it was just one where I started reaching out. People blew it back. And I knew with this client, this is someone we're working with through a long period of time. So I will overextend and over deliver for him because he's a great person, number one, but two, we're able to have those conversations and hey man, let's do this. Let's figure something else out. So it was a whole lot easier of a conversation because he's dialed in on what he's doing. He knows what he wants. And I'm like, all right, man, you show up game day. You've done all the work. You just talk. That's all you have to do. It could be a 30 minute podcast. It could be an out, but he puts the work in versus some of the other ones where they're not there yet. Maybe in their business, they're trying to figure something out. The ego issue with a couple of them where I understand that and I get you want to be competitive and be the best and think that, but there's a way of going about it in relationships. And then there's a way of just being a complete dick about it. Yeah. I think I want to know that again, this is another fine balance thing where till we talked earlier about the, yeah, you can pick my brain after you pay the invoice, but information is free. So figuring out that balance as a coach, this to me is also a balance because I don't like to promote 
the hustle and grind mentality of being an entrepreneur. I don't want people to feel like they got to grind it out 18 hours a day. But the reality is sometimes you have to grind it out 18 hours a day. And I want to know that if push comes to shove, you're willing to do it, that you're going to ride with me at midnight to get shit done. And just the willingness to do it. And you can have an ego, but I hope it's a healthy ego. I don't want to work with assholes. I worked with assholes enough in my corporate career. I'm not going to do it as a business owner. Can I add in one thing? Yeah. I'll tell you, and it's kind of funny, and with the new client we have, he was a former police officer. So I went on his podcast, and that's another thing I do too with my clients is we make it so personal. So have them on my podcast, I go on their podcast. And that way we were able to do it. So eventually when we grow it, my brand's growing. I'm like, hey man, we're both connected. When I'm booking them with people, hey, you can hear us talk here. So it was one of those in, and it was, he was a police officer. I was in the military and it was something we've seen as leaders. It was the leaders who've been there, done that. They've done the hard shit. They have the accolades. They're the most chill people ever. You can ask them the questions. You can do that kind of like business owners. If they're killing it in business and they're really about the shit they say they are, cool as fuck. Tony Watley, man's a genius on what he does. And yes. That's why he's such a chill person. But when they don't and they're trying to prove people wrong and they're trying to prove that they're this, what they're really not, that's where they start having an ego and they start talking shit in that. So it's one thing that definitely has remained clear for me. And I'm glad I learned it because that's something I pick up quick with people. One of the gurus like that, he's always saying grind. grind. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You can grind. And yes, you're hundred percent right. You're going to have to put the 18 hours in one day, but it's not always going to be like that. And if you are, that's a systems problem. You need to fix that shit yep. towards that. Or maybe take something off your plate. Cause I know that in my case, they want me doing so much shit. I'm doing Spotify ads and learning it. And then they're like, oh, you're going to learn reels now. Okay, well, I'm gonna put the Spotify ads down for now. And yeah. I'm gonna work on the reels because that's more important right now. And it doesn't make sense for me to be spinning my wheels, you doing both things and then not being as efficient at one thing versus like, hey, I'm mastering this right now. And then I can be able to tackle that later. That's the secret sauce of being an entrepreneur. Consistency, but mastering one thing at a time and then moving on to the next thing rather than trying to do all things at once. And I want to talk really quick about Zach because I've been holding this thought since you were talking about the guy that had was a potential client who was talking shit on Zach. Zach is, if you don't know Zach, it's easy to think that the guy's an asshole, right? Because he's done some really big things. So you can make some assumptions that he's got this really big ego and that he doesn't have a lot of time. He's not always super responsive, but here's the thing about Zach. Zach might be one of the most humble, kind, and thoughtful people that I have ever met. Zach is very real. Zach is also incredibly committed to making himself better and improving his life and leaving a really big legacy behind him. And I just... I have so much respect for him. And Zach is the kind of guy that you just want to be around because he's so authentic and he's, oh, uh, he's a good human. He's a very good human. hundred percent. We, me and him dropped Cali off at the airport and I got to hang out with him one-on-one. -on -one. And that's where I was weird. Like, it was weird. Cause then it goes me back to me an introvert and I'm like sitting there and I like look and I'm like, am I really in the car with Zach right now? And then we just start jamming. And we're going through all these things. I'm getting a little emotional. He's getting emotional. I'm like, what the fuck, he's getting emotional from what I'm saying and the things I'm saying, knowing your audience and like kind of me and him grew up some around similar people mindset wise and kind of shit they were doing. 
So it was one of those there. I'm like, yeah, man, doing this and changing my personality for the situation and stuff. And he's like, man, I do that all the time. That's what I used to do. And now I'm not able to do that because I'm so down into what I'm doing and I'm who I am and done that work. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing the work. So it was something that clicked for me. And that's what I said, even with that client, I'm like, man, yeah, I totally understand. You can think of Zach that way. You can think of me that way. Cause I do say a lot of shit and I've been picking those fights with entrepreneurs lately where I'm like, bro, if you can't show up for yourself, who the hell is going to show up for you? I don't care what it is. You got to show up for yourself. You got to have that routine. You got to meditate, pray, whatever the hell you got to do. It was one of those for me where I understood that with the client, but I'm like, bro, you've never took the time. This man humble that I've said shit around him. And he's like, Hey man, that's not it. You know what I mean? It's coming from a place of where you're trying to prove somebody or you're angry still. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So it allows you to have that. And then when you have friends like that, that call you on your shit, you definitely realize what you're saying and how you're conveying that message. I have a problem with tonality. And that's something I grew up with. It's funny in the military hierarchy. So didn't have to deal with that. So it's one of those where he's like, Hey man, are you working on this still? And I'm like, yeah, I've been brother. It's something that is going to continually happen. And then that's where I'm able to get that coaching from him. And he's like, Hey man, I've done that too. I really need to focus on that. Not only in business, but on the family side. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So it's something that I'm able to apply off learning of what he's already done. Yeah, I think the journey of self-improvement, and I'm not talking professional development, I'm talking self-improvement, is a really important one. And I started on July 5th, I made the decision that for 365 consecutive days, I was going to spend at least an hour every day on self-improvement and have incorporated a lot of different things, everything from yoga and therapy and um EMDR and reading different books and listening to podcasts and journaling. And I've been taking an online course called The Origins of You, which, woof, that is an absolute bitch when you're digging in. But all of those things, what I think about is the person that I'll be on the other side of those 365 days. And I got to tell you, I can't, I can't wait to meet that person. But I also think, just in over a little over two months, I can already see tremendous difference in things. So I know that Zach is a big proponent of that self-improvement stuff. And that really brings us full circle to one of the first things that I said, where it's a lot harder to be an asshole to somebody you meet in person. So if this guy, whoever he was, if he ever actually took the time to go to one of Zach's events and he met him, He wouldn't be an asshole to him because he would realize, first off, this is a real human being and this is a real human being who is humble and who wants to help people win. And when you are around people like that, you want to be around more people like that and you want to be like that. You want to help people win and other people can stomp us from a financial perspective of how much revenue they're bringing in. If we've got enough to pay the team, have money in the bank, pay our bills, and we're helping people, then I'm really happy with where we're at because we're still really new in this journey. We're just a little bit less than three years for SB Pace, a little bit over a year for Certivium, two years in on the podcast. And so there's a lot of runway left for us. And I like to say, we're still new here. We're still figuring it out, but we've got a really good team of people and internally, but also the network that we've built. And I really think that your network genuinely reflects who you are as a person. So if you can look at your network and you can point out all the assholes in it, you probably are an asshole yourself. 
No, I 100% agree with you. And that's something I filtered out. One of the things for me is I used to care what everybody thought because that was early beliefs with parents seeing crazy shit and so forth. Another conversation for another day. But <laughs> it was one of those for me. I was so involved in it. And it was always me doing it. me going out doing that me building the relationships, yeah. me doing that me being on my own. I don't even talk to my own family because they want to run their mouth or oh, you think you're better. I'm like, bro, I've just done the fucking work because I was worse off than all you motherfuckers. And no one realized that. No one took the time to ask those questions. But me and you will have a conversation. I'll tell you everything and be like, yo, this is how it made me feel. This is why. So that's why when you have that group of friends, when they're dialed in on the business, and they're dialed in on the life and hey man, how's the family? How's this? It's completely different. And in my case, I invest all into you guys. So that's where it goes into where anything you need, I'm going to be there. You have your mastermind coming up. That's fucking awesome. I was so happy the first time I seen it and I was like, I can't wait in the future to be able to do that. So it was something for me where in those relationships has made me a happier person, but I'm able to finally be who I am. And then number one, you know, be around those people that you're like, hey man, I'm having this problem with business. I can't do Legion. And then you're like, here, do this, or this is what you can do. Okay, cool. Now I got something from someone versus going to those other people where they're like, I don't know if you should do it. Your business is hard. I don't fucking care. I do things intentionally if they're hard because I want to overcome this and get tired of that. And I grew up with that where, oh, I'm not going to college. It's hard. I don't give a shit. College didn't resonate with me, but I still graduated. And that's with being put in a special ed class when I was younger. So it's one of those where I think I don't care what it is. If you have that drive to get it done, you will. You just have to have that supporting team with you. You just need the support system. You need the support team. You need your ride-along crew. All right. It is time to wrap up. This has been so absolutely fun, and I loved the conversation. But before we go, I've got one very important question for you. And I'm really curious where you're going to go with the answer on this one. So fast forward, end of your life, years and years down the road for you. What is the one thing you want to be remembered for? Damn it. <laughs> you only get one. I'd say it's building the legacy. That's something that I think about on the regular. My great-grandfather was a World War II POW, and everybody in my family thinks of him highly. Now, he had some shit he was battling. He abused his wife and all this crazy shit that contributed and went down generations, but... It was one of those where when we look back at it now, and they talk of them highly still, it's something that they have that connection to. But in my case, I never did. I never felt the family that we created was something great. So I want them when they think Grandpa Havens, he built this, he allowed us to be able to have these investments. He put the time in to stop that generational curse and stop doing the shit that just kept going over and over. So when I get to that point at the deathbed and they're like, hey, what do you regret? I regret nothing. You know what I mean? Because I've been there, done that. I overcame it. I went through worse shit. My kids are never going to see that. So it's one of those where I visualize that when I start fucking up and I'm like, hey, this isn't aligned with who I am and what I'm trying to be. I love it. All right. Tell my listeners how they can find you. Absolutely. Social media is going to be Alundus underscore Havens. And then my podcast is the best way to find me, the winnersparadigm.com, the Winners Paradigm podcast. I like to say the paradigm. I think that just sounds so much better, the paradigm. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Alundus, for joining me. This was a true pleasure having you. And you can, you should download, rate, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies. Let them know how smart you are for listening to this type of a podcast. And we'll see you all again on the next episode. Have an amazing day. Mm-hmm.